Hello, I'm Chris, and I'm your host today. And today, I just want to talk about the freedom of forgiveness, love, and exemplifying the heart of God. The heart of a man should be the love, because love opens the doors to all other aspects of God, such as forgiveness or really just exemplifying the character of God. You know the word of God tells us to judge not, or we shall be judged. Condemn not, or we shall be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. How often do we as people hold things against our brothers and sisters? Rather, it was things that they did, things that they said, or rather it was something that we noticed about them. Why is it that forgiveness is not the, our strong suit? When all in actuality, in order for us to come to God, we have to be forgiven in order for him to come into our our heart and save us. I think the reason we lack joy and peace is because we refuse to we refuse to forgive the past. I don't care if it happened 30 minutes ago. Like I say, it's ancient history to me. We are a chosen generation, the royal priesthood. We are to minister before the Lord. So I think it would be fitting if we had the same character as, as the Lord. In Matthew 18, Peter comes to the Lord and says, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus said, I tell you seven times plus 77 times. Hmm. Seven times plus 77 times. How many times is that? Right here, Jesus is telling us to forgive, forgive, forgive. It doesn't matter how many times you have to forgive your brother or your sister. You should just forgive them. And for that, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had began to settle accounts, one was bought before him that owed him 10,000 bags of gold. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he, his wife, his children, and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him, saying, Be patient with me, and I will pay back everything. Remember the oath you made with the Lord. And the master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. The same way God has pity on us when he forgives our sins. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants that owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him, saying, pay back what you owe to me, he demanded. Wow. As he had just been forgiven for all those bags of gold that he owed, the man owed him he owed him a hundred silver coins. But he grabbed him by the neck and said, you're going to pay me back what you owe me. How many times do we hold what people owe us to a higher standard than what we owe to other people? And his fellow servant fell on his knees and, be, and begged him, please be patient with me. I will, pay, I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went to and told their master everything that had happened. Then that master called the servant in and said, you wicked servant, I counsel all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he paid back all that he owed. And I say, show what you want to be shown to you. Be the example. This is how my heavenly father would treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. You know when you look at the ribs in your chest, you see that they cover your heart. They cover your heart just like prison bars cover you in jail. And like that, we are imprisoned when it comes to letting people see our heart from fear that they would take advantage of us. But do not judge or you will be judged. In the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And that same measure that you use, it will be used on you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when the whole time you're ignoring the plank that's in your own eye? You hypocrite. What is a hypocrite? A hypocrite is a person who preaches one thing and does another. It is someone who pretends to be a certain way but are not. 
But the word says, first, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. In other words, do not give your time to people who don't care about the work you are called to do. Don't give your wisdom to those who don't value your time. People don't value everybody's time. And time is something that you never get more of. It's valuable. And when you give it to those who don't value it, not only do they miss out and they lose the opportunity, but you lose the opportunity to give someone what will impact them. I'm not saying don't minister to people, but you know when people don't accept you. You know when people don't receive you. You know when people not caring about what you're saying. And you know when they're going to walk away and dismiss your value and your worth. The word says, if you do, they may trample them under feet and turn and tear you into pieces. In other words, they will not only dismiss your words, but they will use what you said, turn it around and use the truth against you to tarnish your name because of your works and your deeds. Discern. I can't stress enough, please discern the people you minister to because you may want to help someone that just there to distract you from helping someone who wants help. We are kings, a royal priesthood, and kings don't waste time bringing people to a feast that aren't going to eat when the table has been spread before them. Forgiveness is king in the kingdom. We can't get hung up on what we gave or what we didn't give, what was reciprocated or not. We are called to reflect God in the earth and God's love forgives and leaves you space to come to him. He doesn't force himself on you, but he's patient. We have to be patient with people, feed them what they can handle, because some people don't have the capacity to take in a lot. They can only do a little at a time. Everyone is not on the same level. We have to meet people where they are. God met us where we were. May he still meets us where we are. You know, it's not, a, not about being better than anyone, but if we are going to be like somebody, it should be Jesus. Jesus came in the earth and set the standard of how we are to live and walk. He condemned no one, but he gave everyone another way of looking at things. When the woman was caught in the act of adultery, they brought the woman to Jesus and Jesus said, and they said to Jesus, they said, this woman was caught in the act and Moses law tells us to stone her. What do you say? And Jesus just stooped down in the dirt and just wrote on the ground. And they kept asking and asking Jesus, what do you say we do? What do you say we do? What do you say we do? Jesus said, he who is well out sin among you, let him cast the first stone at her. And he stoops down again and continues writing in the ground. And they and that her being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one until Jesus was left alone with the woman. And when Jesus lifted up himself and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are your accusers? Has no man condemned you? She said, no, my Lord. He said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus said, you judge after what you see. I judge no man. But if I did judge, my judgment will be true. That's why we should look at the teacher, not the next man, because the teacher shows the example. I understand how we see a person doing a thing and say, that's not God. But do you go into the secret place with that person? Do you know if they even said anything to God at all about it? No, you don't. You didn't go there. You don't know what they said. So it's best that we just love these people and be the example for them that Christ is for us. It's imperative that we act as Jesus did. Be the example that Jesus is because you may be the only ounce of Jesus that people ever see. And who knows? Maybe the Jesus that you show someone else will be the Jesus that they need to see in order for them to seek who Jesus is. You know, this world is filled with enough attitude, enough hatred, enough malice already. Wouldn't it be nice to see something else for a change? 
If you think so, then be the change, because change starts with us. The body of Christ has such an important role in the earth. Jesus said in Matthew 5, you are the salt of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. He also says you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Jesus is saying here that if you abide in me and I in you, you can't hide. Or be hidden. The same way I was publicized because of the works that the Father had given me, you will be publicized. Not only you, but all that is with you. Because the next verse, it says, Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. All who are in the house. All that is with you. They will have the same light that's shining on you, shining on them. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. He's saying, do the work. Don't worry about those that don't like it, because the work you do brings glory to the father. It's not about you. It's about God being glorified through what you do for him. So honestly, in all seriousness, be me. Show mercy, make peace in any opposition, knowing that you may be persecuted and that you may mourn. But keep a pure heart. Because blessed are they that do these things. And when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, know that you shall be filled. For whom the Lord blesses, he is blessed indeed, and no man can curse him. It's easy to love and forgive those that love and forgive you. But the one that doesn't love or care for you, or much less forgives you or accepts your apology, that is where your reward lies. God is looking for a people to use in this hour. Let us give him what he's looking for. We owe him the best of us, and we give it to him. By showing the world the light that is within us. God is trying to get us to a place where he can use us. God is trying to get something out of us so that he can pour more into us. We need to come to a place of forgiveness. We need to come to a place of love. We need to come to a place outside of our normal feelings. Outside of how we feel, how we think, how we act. We just need to be solely Looking at Jesus. We need to look at Jesus in the scripture. We need to look at Jesus in the way that he walked, in the way that he talked, in the way that he 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 moved with compassion for the people. He didn't feel sorry for the people, but he moved with compassion. See, when you feel sorry, then they drag you into the space that they're in. But when you have compassion, you can help deliver them from the space that they're in. You got to understand forgiveness is so keen in the earth. It's so keen in the kingdom. It's so keen in your life because once you forgive. No one can hold you hostage to what has been done, what has been said, or anything. You are then free. Free to be who God has called you to be. And I sign off with that. Y'all have a blessed day.